Come, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Come, Lord Jesus. But if not, we prepare the next generation. What has been the failure of the church through the generations? Sometimes they haven't prepared the next generation well enough. They fail to give the baton of God's grace and mercy and goodness to the next generation. We can't afford to do that now. We've come to, to, to the United Kingdom with a, a burning passion to see God do something in this, this generation, the next generation coming, and the other kids. That's why we spend time and valuable um, effort to raise a generation that can play music, that can worship, that can praise God. That is our mandate as children of God. We're not just here just to enjoy church in our old age. We are here to, to train and instruct and raise up a generation that will be more powerful than we are. Come on, not less powerful, more powerful. We want them to, em to embrace the giftings of God. That's what we must do, to embrace the giftings of God, to love the Holy Spirit. You know, I, it's such a frustration to see when you go to some places that they're, they're ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I say, come on. Come in the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to get to that. You cannot live this Christian life without speaking to the Lord, without communicating by the Holy Spirit every day in prayer, calling on God to do a mighty thing in our generation. Amen. And the generations that are going to come. Uh, Paul said, commit these things. Commit these things to faithful men. And I, I shared this with you last week, that faithfulness is one of the great things in the Scriptures. And uh, all the faithful men throughout the generations, from Adam all the way through, all the way through to yesterday in this world, the faithful people are the people that produce things for God. They have a fire about them. They, they, they're faithful to God in every aspect of their lives. God calls us to faithfulness. Commit this truth, Timothy. Commit the truth that I give you. Commit the doctrine that I give you to faithful men and faithful women. And so I, I want to just uh, uh, encourage you in that, in that thought this morning, that you uh, develop faithfulness. Develop faithfulness in every area of your life. You know, when I see our little church, just a small little church, and faithfully you come every Sunday, I say praise God for that. But you know what I want to see? I want to see the Anglican churches full again. I want to see, uh, uh, maybe not the Anglicans, but the others, was it? Church of England. No, well, all of them. Okay, Baptists, Methodists, the brethren, everybody. Full of the Holy Ghost. Loving God. Expecting Jesus to come. Amen. And so, we pray. It's, it's our job to pray for that. To pray for the churches. To gather together. Whenever there's a combined prayer meeting, let's go to one. Let's pray and let's see what the Lord is going to do. Uh, in, in Bradford. I, I love, I'm, I'm beginning to love Bradford. Bradford. I've, I've just started. <laughs> yeah, Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> but my message for, for New Year was this, to to go further, to go further than you've ever gone before in the Lord. And you, you might be saying, well, I'm just too old to really get involved and do it. You're not. 
you not. You can do it wherever you are. Pray, call on God to bring revival into this nation. Amen. So let's, let's, let's really get on with it. You know, um, I, I shared something with you, and, I, and there, there were just three, uh, the three Hebrew words. And the first one was uh, the, um, the manah, the manah, and uh, it was Moses writing in Psalm 12, uh, Psalm 90, verse 12. He says, teach us to number our days. And I shared with you last week that the number of, uh, to number our days is really not the greatest translation there, but uh, it, it, it should really be that, uh, uh, that we can appoint our days, appoint our days, speak into our days, speak into our weeks, speak into our years. And so uh, it's, it's, it's the end of the month. There's still time to speak into your year. Come on. Some people just want to live the same year that they lived last year or the year before. And I'm saying, no, John. We're not going to go that route. We want to live a different year, a better year in God, a Holy Spirit-filled year. And, and so that is my encouragement to you. Manah, a point. Remember, it was, it was Jonah that, uh, uh, that jumped or was thrown into, into the sea, but God appointed a good old fish. Yeah, that was a fish and a half. But maybe he was a small guy. Whatever it was... <laughs> It swallowed him. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and then it vomited him out. And he was, he was, he looked like a, like a ghost. I mean, the acids in that stomach just ate all his skin off. When he came out there, they said, oh, what is, where does this man come from? But he was God sent. And he changed the nation. He changed the city, in fact marvelously as he went back and preached to them but it says god manad a fish god appointed a fish and so when uh, when moses says let us uh, appoint our days that is what he's saying be careful israel you're going into the promised land but you speak over your going into that land God's going to take many of you into a new experience. Speak into it. Some of you are saying, yeah, I feel God's call on my life for ministry. I feel God's call is going to take me into another level. Speak into it. Pray into it. Come on. Give time into it. Come on. Come on. You're still young enough. You're all breathing. <laughs> There's life in you. Speak into your day. Speak into your week. Speak into your month. Speak into your year. February, March, April, May, right through to December. Say, Lord, it's going to be a wonderful year. A year of, of, of production, producing something for the kingdom. And so I, I want to encourage you. And so we see that there's the word manah. The Lord prepared this great fish. And so I'm saying to you, let us manah our year. Let's speak into it as God leads us. The other word is also a, a, a very important word. It's shana in, in the Hebrew. And um, uh, shana can mean uh, you can have the same year as you had last year. I'm going to have a great shana, or I'm going to have a fantastic different shana. It's going to be different to the one that I had last year. And so there those two words are, mana and shana. You speak into your, into your year, and you prepare your year, 
and it's not going to be boring and the same way it was last year. That is what I want to get across to you this, uh, today. Come to church full of life. Come to church expecting something from God. Come to church carrying something. Carrying something in the spirit. Just spend half an hour before you come to church say, oh God, we want a year. That's going to be so different and powerful that you're going to do something special in, in, in our lives in this year. But between there, we have the word ruach. And Jonathan Kahn, very amazingly, put the word shana first and then the mana at the end. But in the Bible, he has the word mana. And uh, he has the word ruach. The word ruach, the spirit of God. Because without the spirit of God, nothing happens. And so we want God to do something very special uh, uh, in our relationship, uh, getting to know the Holy Spirit more and more. And I, and I want to encourage you, uh, pray in the Holy Ghost. If, if, you, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, or if you, if you have Jesus in your heart, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But if you haven't had a baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you to seek with all your heart so that you can get to a place where you become an intercessor in the Spirit. Because that is where the power lies. You can read all the books. You can read the books. You can buy the books. Men and women that, that have, uh, have, have got a passion for God throughout the years have had an encounter with the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit came upon them and comes upon them and brings a new direction, power, and blessing into their hearts. Amen? So let us, let us uh, get that deep into our spirits. And um, so with, without the Holy Spirit, there's nothing really going to happen. And I shared with you a few things concerning the Holy Spirit, and uh, all taken from John's gospel, and these are the words of Jesus. And he said very clearly that the Spirit brings the new birth. Uh, uh, and, and I'm just going to read this to you, John 3 verse 5. Most assuredly I say to you, unless you are born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You, you can be sprinkled when you're small, as much as they want to sprinkle you, they can almost drown you in the sprinkling when you're baby. <laughs> but you come to a day in your life where you receive Christ as your Savior and you say, I am now born again of the Spirit of God. And, I am and I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. Brings the new birth. The Holy Spirit brings the new birth. He's the life giver. John 6, 63. If the Spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life, but there are some of you who do not believe. He's the imparter of power. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Eternal comforter, John 14, 16 to 26, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He's the teacher, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, John 14, 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and in you. He's the reminder of the truth, but the help of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He's the chief witness of Christ, John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. He guides us into truth. 
and then he reveals events, John 16, 13, and he will show you the things to come. He will glorify Christ, John 16, 14. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. What a friend. What a comforter. What an, a, what an imparter of life to those that, that love him. And then he's the great convincer, the Holy Spirit, John 16, 8 to 11. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. That's his work. And I want to encourage our evangelists. Next week when you're on the street, you might, be, you might think, well, I'm just wasting my time on the streets. You're not. He says that he takes your word, those evangelists. We've got evangelists that, that are on the street every week. He takes the word and ministers into life. The Holy Spirit takes the word. You there, just you, little you, flesh and blood. But when you speak the word of God, it goes to heart. It goes to spirit. And you might be discouraged because there's no reception of what you're saying. But it's the Holy Spirit that brings life. He is the life giver. And so he uh, communicates uh, uh, and convicts of sin and of righteousness, of right standing. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father. I'm going to go to the Father. And the Holy Spirit is going to convince people. He's going to convince you once you're saved that you are right with God. Come on. Of righteousness. I'm right with God. The Holy Spirit is convincing me, speaking in my heart, establishing truth in my life. I'm born again. And he will also uh, uh, communicate that uh, of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. This is what Jesus said. It's going to happen. Jesus said that the, the ruler of this world will be judged. And I just love this thought that Jesus went into the lower parts of the earth, into Hades, and he robbed, he robbed the paradise part of Hades. He said, you boys are coming with me now. <laughs> they were there with Abraham, sitting around waiting for this glorious day when Jesus would die and rise again from the dead. And so when Jesus went down there, he grabbed the keys of death and hell. <laughs> and he, he grabbed those keys. He said, give them to me, you scoundrel. You've stolen enough from humanity. He rose again from the dead, and that army went to heaven. Glory to God. Isn't that a great move of God? Cleared out, and there we have Hades still filled with those that have departed, that were not saved, not born again. And so it's a good thing when you know Jesus and you're part of his kingdom. Amen. Do not attempt to live this, in this world without the Holy Spirit. I can't say it enough. Develop a relationship of talking, speaking, praying. And get to a place where you can't wait in the morning to feel his touch, to feel his voice, to hear his voice. And that will be a start of a new growth in your life. You see, our experience in God was never meant to be boring. Boring churches close. <laughs> you wouldn't go to a boring church, would you? Yeah. I mean, you like the music loud, don't you? 
sort of. Let me just say this to you. Boring church was never God's design. Good, solid, living souls is what God designed. And let's bring it back. Let's see the churches catch fire throughout Bradford. And so I say to you, do not drop the baton. Let us develop each other, encourage each other as the, years go, as the year goes by. And let us speak into our year as, as we see things develop in the nation. You know, my heart, I, I, I've got a very uh, soft heart, actually. I played rough football and rough water polo. And um, I've got colors for all of that stuff. My granddaughter has just become a, a springbuck. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. You, you think springbuck is what we eat. We also eat them. <laughs> See, we won the World Cup. Now you're all quiet. Eh? <laughs> but uh, this, this, this thing, you know, that, uh, yo, I tell you, my little granddaughter, she's now got her colors for underwater hockey. And uh, she's only 16 years old, chosen for under 21 in South Africa. But you know what? She loves God. She said, she said to Grandma, she said, Grandma, I'm just going to get my colors, and then I'm going flat out for Jesus, and that can all go away. Because that's what I did. God saved me off the football pitch, <laughs> out of the water, <laughs> into the waters of baptism. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> It changed my life. And, and so, all my grandchildren, I, I don't know where they, well, I know where they come from. They all come from this, this lineage here. And so, uh, it's just a, a wonderful thing for me to see my grandchildren all preparing for ministry. The ones already in missions, and Jethro is here. Uh, the younger, uh, Seth, uh, off. He's just finished schooling. He says, Grandpa, I've got five sermons already. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> got his cap on, into, uh, you know, social media and the whole thing, speaking about Jesus, preaching about Jesus. That's where I want to see our grandchildren go. That's where I want to see your children go. Come on. That they love God. That they stand out. They're different because they have life in them. Amen. You will get what you are believing for. Mark eleven twenty four thing. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And I just felt the Lord drop that. There's four things I want to just mention uh, in, in, this, in this area of my message. What, what you will get what you are believing for because Jesus said so. You know what I'm saying? He said it. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe. Believing is something that you build. Come on. Believing isn't just an overnight quick shot in the mind, in the heart and soul. Believing is something that you develop through relationship with God, through relationship in the Spirit and reading the Word of God. You develop your life. Believing grows so that you get to a point in your life you say, I can believe God now for anything. That's where... Our, our, our children, we want to see them get to that point. Our children back home, yeah, they lay hands on the sick. And they see them recover. Come on. In our, in our, in our children's church, 
back home uh, on a Sunday, I, I would think they're going to get close to four, 500 kids this year uh, on a Sunday morning. Three services. And they, they pray for the sick. They, they pray for the Holy Ghost to come on those children. Man, those kids, they're alive for God. And if any of you saw the, the Christmas pageant, you know, the, the, what is it, the, the what? Production. Right? I beg your pardon. The Christmas production. Look at the ex-Christian church production for Christmas. We had three camels in here, church. We had three camels. You know, they brought the wise guy. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. So, the one camel does a dropping. I said, this is your church, Lord. So, my grandson says to, to Pastor Lily, it's just fake. <laughs> and then the guy came and sweeped it up, you know. And he said, no, I, I think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I want to share with you is this. The whole production was designed by the young people. It took them months and months. Last year, uh, some overseas churches took production from Acts Church, and they took some of the songs, and they said they want to use them, and this year again, they want to use the production. It was written by them. The music was written by them. The dance, the singing, it was just, just amazing. And I thought, you know, Lord, this is the new generation. I'm so glad there were no old guys on that platform. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we were sitting in front, just, you know, just watching it. Everything was fine. But there they were, the young people, dancing, singing, worshiping. And I said, that's it. That's it. Invade Europe, Lord, with acts. <laughs> Invade the UK. Let us bring something that's alive and godly. And that ministers into the hearts and lives of people. Whatever we believe for is possible. Believe that your grandchildren are, are going to become great with, in the Lord and powerful in God. It's possible. Pray for them. We live in a hard world, a tough world. And it's a world that we don't want to see our kids and our grandchildren and their, and their children go wrong. And we want to say, God, we're going to see something different happen. You will get what you're believing for. You will get what you are praying into. What things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. And when you stand to pray, what does it say? Forgive. 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 A life of forgiveness. A life that doesn't carry grudges. A life that doesn't look back at everybody's faults and ahead and expecting new faults. No, -uh. a life of forgiveness that carries the life of Jesus into homes, families, into communities. When people see us, they must know these are people that care for each other. There's a forgiving people. And they love God with all their hearts. You will get what you are preaching and declaring. John 16, 8 to 11. And uh, 
we, we, we looked at that. We will, the Holy Spirit will come convince the world of sin, of righteousness and judgment. And, and I mentioned this, that Jesus took the keys of death and hell. I want you to pray for our evangelists. I firmly believe this is the time for evangelists. This is the time for evangelism as never before. And we see it in Brazil, thousands upon in India, thousands and thousands of people. Already in the States, there's a new move of God. Things are happening. I'm waiting for the UK. Come on, to rise up. Say, God, raise up preachers that will preach your word and bring life and blessing into the congregations in Jesus' name. Amen. And you will get what you are sowing into. And uh, the evangelists, uh, Matthew 13, 1, uh, uh, you know, uh, there, is, there is good ground out there. Keep preaching. That's what I, the Lord said to me. I must share with all the evangelists, but some of them are not here this morning. This, the, 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 the parable of, of the sower, the word is sown onto the wayside, and it says that the, the devil just comes and grabs it. And then it's sown on, on stony ground as well. And um, those that, that are in that sort of condition in their hearts, they, they, they receive for a while, and then something happens, and they fall away. And then those that are, 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 are saved, uh, they, they call the, uh, also respond to the Lord. They have a marvelous salvation. And then it says they were sown amongst the, the, the thorns. And, the, you know, there was the rocks, the thorns. They are the ones that are choked because of their love for the world, their love for riches and honor, instead of loving God with all their hearts. But there's also those that receive the word of God into good soil. And I, I, I just wanted, to, I'm sorry all the evangelists are not here, but I just want them to, re, to, to hear this from my lips. Don't be afraid to speak life, to preach it with all your heart. It's not, it's not up to you to save the sinner. It's up to you to give the sinner life through the word of God. Give them hope. Give them hope. Cast the bread on the water and see it return. Give people hope. Give them life. Just preach the word because there is good soil out there that can receive the word. Amen? Let the word of God grab hold of what you are saying and take it into the hearts of men and women. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm doing all right. Got another hour. <laughs> the, biblical, the biblical character that impresses me the most uh, uh, is, is John the Baptist. What an amazing man. You know, he, um, not too much is said about him, but he has got one of the most important jobs to do, and that is to present to Israel the Christ the savior of the world. It's his job. He, and, and you know, he's, he's, he's not one that is so interested in the title. I am the messenger from God, you know, or, or I'm the big evangelist, or I'm, the, no, nothing like that. 
He was so plainly dressed in just leather and uh, a girdle and lived in the desert, ate locusts and honey. <laughs> he had to put the honey on to, to wash it down. But the man, <laughs> the man, the man, what a man, what a man, as he speaks and introduces Jesus to the nation of Israel. No fear, no doubt in his heart and in his mind and his verbiage. He just speaks it out. And he says, this is the Christ, the Son of God. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. He will take you to another level. He says, I can take you so far, but he that is coming, he will take you further into a new dispensation. You see, that dispensation was closing, and the new dispensation was coming. John wasn't going to get in the way. He had many people that, that converted, many people that came um, uh, and, and got baptized. But you know what? He wasn't going to sit down was going to lift up Jesus. And then finally, you know, the sad story is that he is taken into prison. And um, it, 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 it's, it's a sad story, but a story that you can learn lots by. In prison, he says to his disciples that came obviously to feed him and look after him, he says, Go and find out if I've missed it. If I've missed finding who the, the Christ is. Please be honest with me. And Jesus just sends them back. And he says, go and tell John. Go and tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And when he heard that, he says, I'm glad I have not run in vain. That's not recorded, but I know that's what John said. He said, I don't mind what happens to me now. I've done what I was called to do. Amen. He took the baton that was given to him, and he ran with it. No compromise, hated, but lifted up the name of Jesus. Because we Christians, you know, people don't like us for some reason. I don't know why, but I mean, we're such nice people, you know, I think. <laughs> but it, it's, 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 not, it's not our flesh and blood, it's, it's spirit. And, and people, they look at the church and we love God, we worship God with all our hearts, we serve him. And yet, there's this antagonism against the church. But we know it, it comes from the evil one. But the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're not going to allow the gates of hell to prevail. We're going to stand strong and believe that God is going to do something in this generation. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. This is what Jesus said. And this is what John saw in the spirit. His dispensation was closing. And, uh, and uh, uh, it was John um, 
obviously, you know, was, was, was so taken up with, is this the right person? And then Jesus speaks to the disciples and the people around him. And he says, there was no greater man than this, this John the Baptist, the great prophet. He came, he fulfilled his calling. But those that come after are greater than he. And I thought, who are the ones that come after him? And it can only be us. And it wasn't greatness in ministry stature. Come on, he was a great minister. True, honest. But it was the closing of a dispensation and the opening of a new one. And he says, you are, Jesus says this, listen to this about you. You've got more than what John had in the Holy Ghost. Now, that should do something in our hearts this morning. We cannot waste this. <laughs> Please, we cannot waste this. This anointing, the blessing of God, the goodness of God, all we can do is speak boldly and trust the Lord Jesus for a mighty move of his spirit in this land. Amen? The scripture says, Jesus said, we have got more than what John had. Why are we so weak as a church? Lord, revive this church in the UK in the midst of these years. Amen? John seven thirty seven. If any man thirst, and uh, it, it, it's taken from Isaiah, you know, Jesus at, at the, the Feast of Tabernacles, they would, at the, at the end of the, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, they would take a golden pitcher made of solid gold, and they would go down to the Pool of Siloam. And there they would fill the, the pitcher up, one of the priests and a whole group of people, and they would come back. And before they put that water on the offering, they would put wine into it. And as they put the wine into it, and they were about to pour it onto that offering, Jesus stands up and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit, which was to be poured out. Come on, that people would be saved. What we have is dynamic in God. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's a special time. Isaiah 50. This is taken from, Jesus took this from Isaiah 55 as he stood and cried out, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. That invitation is still open. It's open to every person that wants to believe. I want to ask the Lord for the anointing to teach people to drink the good stuff. You know, the good stuff that comes from heaven itself. I'm not going to crack a bottle, but I'm going to crack some skulls. <laughs> I'm going to get them full of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to go anywhere near the drunkenness and the revelry that we see permeating the world now. 
No restraint. But I'm saying, Lord, help us and anoint us to get people to drink so much of the Holy Ghost that they will never, ever go back again. Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah 55. Ho! Ho! <laughs> Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you have, and you have no money. Come, buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. What we have don't cost a cent. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's free, but it needs dedication to take it. You pay with dedication and love for God, and God fills you. Whew. He fills us so that men and women can drink from us too. Amen. Lynette, may they drink and come to us and say, please tell me more. Please show me the way of salvation. Oh God, do it. Oh everyone, why do you spend money for what is not, is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. This is what the Lord says. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people throughout the generations of Israel, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And nations who do not know will run to you. And that's us. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I want to see the nations arrive. I often think of the Ukrainian boys in, in the trenches. Some of them have got their little New Testament they're reading and praying. But let me say this. On the other side of the fence, there are also guys that are reading and praying and saying, God, I don't want a bullet in the head. And I'm saying these are the, the years that we are living in. Rough years, tough years. Wars, rumors of wars. On the other side, there's all sorts of stuff happening. You can go to any part of the world. It's, it's like a hodgepodge of different stuff. But may God give us the right thing to give to the nations, to every nation. Every nation isn't the same. But what we can do is, is enable people to go with the right word, the right anointing to break the yoke and to see the captives set free. Amen. Back our evangelist. As, as Nathan goes to Ethiopia, back him. Amen. It is Ethi yeah, it's Ethiopia. Back him. Pray for him. And our evangelists on the streets every week pray, 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 pray that God will do something wonderful for him. You know, it was the pool of Siloam. Jesus, uh, you know, he, 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 he took spittle and he put it on that man's eyes and he said, go to the pool of Siloam. You know what Siloam means? Sent. The sent one sent him to the pool of Siloam. Mm. And then it was from the pool of Siloam that they took the water into the temple and there put the wine and the, and the water together, speaking of the wonderful ministry of Jesus. The sent one, the sent one came.
and he brought blessing and life to whoever will believe. And I want to say that in, uh, for our church as well. God, make us a sent people, not a dead people. We don't need the scent of the world. It's cheap. You know that stuff you buy at the shop? Different scent. But you know what I mean. God, give us something in our hearts that, know, that, that we, we just have such a confidence that when our evangelists get on the streets and when it goes to Ethiopia, Ethiopia, the souls will be saved, the lives will be changed, families will be changed. There's only one person that can change a family, and his name is Jesus. The man above all men. What a man. 100% man, 100% God. Risen from the dead to bring life and blessing and anointing to his church. He said, you shall receive the Holy Ghost when you receive him, when you believe. And so that's my word for you today. That God will raise up, not some of you, all of you. Can you stand? <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, in the quietness of this moment, we bring our hearts to you. We ask you, Lord, by your spirit to speak to us, to challenge us, to bring us to a place, a new place in this new year. We speak into our year. So give Acts Church an amazing year in you. Give every family, every individual, give them a great year of blessing and life and anointing. Lord, we speak into this year. We say that souls shall be saved, lives changed, families turned around, families made whole, broken children coming home, broken families brought together in God. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. By the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray your blessing on every person here today, every family. I pray for godliness. Lord, I pray for boldness. I pray for unity and love. That each family will be on fire for you. That they'll know your blessing and your protection. And every good thing that comes from your heart. Do it, I pray, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bring creative ideas into this church. For, ministers, for those that are in business, those that bring home a salary, a wage, those that create jobs for others, Father, 
Make your church shine in every aspect, in business, in life, even in sport, wherever, that men and women will be able to see the life of God in God's people. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people. I pray in Jesus' name. While our heads are bowed, just while our heads are bowed, if, if you've come into this place this morning, you've never yet received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity right now, right now, just every eye closed, every head bowed. And if you will just indicate by raising your hand to say, yes, sir, I would like to receive Jesus today. I want to commit my life to him. Would you raise your hand just quickly? Put it down again. Yes, sir. Yes. Is there someone else? As I look around one more time. Father, we say thank you for every soul that gets saved. We pray, Lord, that you will bring deliverance to those that need deliverance. Those that are confused, deliver them. Bring them life. In Jesus' name. And the people are saying, Amen. Have a wonderful day. I want to just bring to your notice that we're going to have a baptismal service when it warms up, <laughs> which is never. <laughs> but we shall do it here. We have a nice pool up there, and you want to need, you know someone that needs to be baptized, we want to have a baptismal service and um, kickstart the year for a lot of people. In Jesus' name, the people said amen. Amen. God bless you. <clears throat>